Welcome to the Keelhauled Podcast. I'm the voice of Sea of Thieves, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news for you. So tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I have some news about a tabletop RPG session with Freddie Prince Jr. and friends, as well as some news about the season and when it's coming. And let's get into some server instability reasons. So all that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. Another week is here in Sea of Thieves. And of course, I have to shout out the Patreons that support the podcast. They mean a lot to me. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Lumpy SRQ, Registella, Russ Belkid, El Jefe Esteban, Big Bad Pad, Brett Bristow, Chris Johnson, Davram TV, and Cosmic Johnson. Thank you all so much for all of your support. And if you'd like to support and get your name on the podcast, you can always head over to the Keelhauled podcast. The link is in the show notes for the Patreon. You can subscribe uh, at any tier that you want, but the middle and uh, higher tiers get your name on the podcast or get you access to the Discord channel. And there might be something special coming up next week that if works out would be really fun to see uh, just how how this all goes. So keep an eye out for that uh, and let's get into the news. First up on today's docket, let's talk about some of the cool things that are going on in the community. So I wanted to showcase uh, this week over on Gaghead, which is G-E-G-G head. If you don't know, Freddie Prince Jr. and his crew are working on a Sea of Thieves tabletop RPG uh, live stream. That's going on over on his channel. Uh, but if you head over to Gagheg on Twitter, or not Twitter, on YouTube, you can actually watch the hour-long episode uh, that just premiered on the 23rd of January. It's really cool to see them kind of work out the systems and kind of get people acquainted with a short session. Uh, they do say that they want to have uh, longer sessions, and this one was pretty simple. Uh, kind of entailed them getting to the Sea of Thieves as well as uh, picking up a voyage, going out on their first uh, voyage. And then at the end of it, they actually have a really interesting uh, system to kind of work on leveling up, which I don't want to spoil for anyone that wants to watch the outcome of that. But I'm going to leave a link to that video in the show notes if you'd like to watch it. It's only, again, about an hour long and the future episodes should be longer. And this is just the beginning. And I'm excited to see kind of how this goes. Uh, Freddie's done a really great job of working out the layout and getting the camera set up for everyone. He also has a really big map uh, set up so that he has actual pirate figures with the ship and a Meg and things like that. So uh, this time they visited. Um, actually, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil which island they go to. You have to go watch it and find out which um, potentially uh, funny named islands um, they may go to that may or may not include, you know, names of characters who might be in a movie that is a really big Christmas movie that Freddie is a big friend of. So I'll, I'll leave that at that and you can work it out. I'm sure you probably have already. So other than that, um, there's been some interesting things going on in the uh in the sea of thieves discord um i wanted to call out the one of the sea of thieves stories that i saw in the first mates logs um this one actually came from space admiral ors uh if you if you've been in the discord you know uh that there's a few crews in there and one of them is ors and super pack they tend to grab whoever they can really to go out sailing and i know they've had some good uh instances lately um this was a really interesting kind of like shorthand uh, that that Ors put in here. So I wanted to read this for you 
uh, just to kind of let you guys know what was what was going on with it. So the madness of shipwreck bay, Cole's notes, co-starring Super Pack, uh, Reaper, Reaper it up and sail towards an emissary doing an Ashen Lord event at shipwreck bay. Notice it is a sloop. Then notice it is two sloops. Keep on approaching. Upon arrival, both ships are just spinning. Attack the emissary sloop. Sloop number two hides behind a rock. Sinks emissary sloop. Recover all Ashen Lord loot. Sloop number two doesn't react. No sign of crew. Sail out and sloop number two attacks. Then turns around and goes back to shipwreck bay. We turn around and sink them at the island. Meanwhile, a brig flying the Reaper's marks seemingly sinks itself at the Sea Dog's Tavern. As sloop number two is sinking, a rowboat full of three people and treasure approaches. After some shenanigans, Super Pack uh, blows the rowboat up with cannons while I snipe a dude, recover a bunch of skulls. Shipwreck Bay was a weird day yesterday. <laughs> I love those, those shorthands when you have those really interesting situations that who, who knows what actually is going on? Like, you're never quite sure, like, if you should jump in, if you shouldn't jump in. Really, really odd to to have seen that. But uh, I'm, I'm glad that they shared the story. If you guys have a short uh, short story or a story that you want to type out, I, I love having these for the, the podcast. It's the whole point for the first mates logs that the even the, the the channel itself is for the the sot stories for the for the monthly updates and stuff so um if you have one feel free to drop it into the discord feel free to join up uh there's always some interesting things going out on the season i'd like to share that with everyone uh if you don't want to do it through the discord you can always send it to me through twitter or through email as well too so and i'll probably go over that stuff at the end of the episode Next up on today's docket, let's dive into the good news that we got this week uh, since we are kind of going on that train. We finally found out when seasons are coming. Uh, they're coming a lot sooner than I expected, and I'm hoping that things are going smoothly on the internal builds that they're working on. Uh, I know just based on some experience and talking with others on insiders, there's some concerns. Uh, as, as always, you always hope that things are going a lot better than they appear to be, but Seasons have been announced for the 28th of January, uh, so I would expect that servers will probably go down on the 27th. Uh, this is a little outside the norm. Typically, we're used to getting these kind of updates on uh, Wednesday. Um, this is actually going to be on a Thursday for uh, most of the folks that are not in Australia or in Asia. So just kind of throwing that out there. And we did get some finally uh, a bit of a, information about what's going on with the actual seasons as far as what's going to pertain to them. So uh, thanks to John McMurtry, who uh, was at the top of the show. He actually did uh, the introduction for this. So I appreciate him uh, again having the introductions available for for me when I can um, to to use those. And he let us know through a tweet that there is a premiere video that's going to debut on the 26th with the which is technically in a, in a couple days so uh or actually a little more than than just one day um it's going to show up on youtube i'll have the link in the show notes if you want and you can set a reminder so that it'll actually uh actually let you know when it's going live this will probably detail all of the the stuff that they've kind of alluded to in the last sea of news update it doesn't look like we're going to be getting 
Um, any information on the merchant stuff um, that they that they had mentioned last year these news update. So I'm kind of curious if that is still planned for this update or if it's just going to be seasons. Uh, the seasons are probably going to go for the three months, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they kind of frame this for folks to get a better understanding of what a season in Sea of Thieves will look like, how we'll be able to earn levels through it, and what type of rewards we can expect uh, to, to come from it, as well as the pricing. I imagine we'll probably actually get pricing for this as well, too. So uh, it's nice that they're, that they're going to have this out here for us and that they've set it up so that if you want. Um, surprisingly enough, the video itself already has uh, over a thousand likes and nine dislikes. Um, kind of uh, interested to, to understand a little bit better about uh, what people are upset about with this. Um, they, it's it's interesting. I was reading through some of the comments, and they're always, you know, like the 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 best comments. People are so kind and considerate to uh, the devs as far as you know what what they have to say. Um, they definitely aren't saying. Uh, can we have a ship rename feature uh, or, you know, if, if why doesn't the game have nowadays have to get a freaking see a pass? Like, what is the point of it apart from money? Yet another way of uh, another one of my favorite games being ruined. No doubt, man, you guys really can't just like let things let things slide and see how things go. <laughs> who knows man um oh wow i just saw one i'm actually going to have to report yeah uh don't go in the comment section apparently that's something that uh I, I probably should have known ahead of time yeah apparently people not very good comments in there and this isn't even the only place too i'm, I'm gonna get into it in a little bit but um Seasons are coming. Uh, they're coming a lot sooner than I was hoping that they would. I was hoping that they were going to take some time. Um, funny enough, uh, Dreaming Nomad on Twitter actually suggested that seasons should start on the third anniversary of the game, which would have been March 20th, which a couple months from now would actually have been quite a bit of time for them to polish stuff up and kind of, you know, have something ready locked in to go at the at a moment's notice or, or at the at that time but also uh, making sure that they have some time to kind of work on the stuff that's going to be in the future. Um, I'm still really interested to understand how the, how the dev studio is actually broken up right now. Uh, when the game was in its first and second year, we kind of found out that there were four different teams. You know, there was a team working on the Hungering Deep, a team working on Cursed Sales, a team working on Forsaken Shores, and then a team that was working on Arena and Tall Tales. Uh, each one had a different timeline, and they would kind of leapfrog over uh, each other to to give each other the most amount of time. Um, with the advent of the Arena. And the the ceasing of uh, content creation for that, um, or not content creation. You, I hope I hope you understand. I mean that the development for that uh, has ceased, and a lot of the studio is probably working on Everwild right now. I'm still really curious to understand who or how many people are still working on Sea Thieves itself. 
Uh, I know they've they've had hires and stuff in in recent months, so it can't be you know a bare you know it's not a skeleton crew by any means. But I, I am still kind of curious just how how many folks are actually still working on the game compared to Everwild, which we still don't really have any information about that game. Um, who knows if it's going to be coming out in 2021? Uh, it feels like Microsoft might need. Uh, it to be something for 2022 now that halo is coming out in 2021 so they may actually push back Everwild uh to to like 2022 2023 and give that game some well well deserved time to just kind of sit in the oven and work on it uh i i think it's been a couple years now i think it was uh actually no i don't know if it's been a couple years I, when was it announced i think it was xo 2019 when we first saw everwild and we learned about it and then we got a little bit more e3 uh oh no gosh maybe maybe it was 2018 that we saw everwild was it 2018 Man, I'm trying to remember now. I can't remember because I remember there was an E3, but the last E3 that we got was 2019. Anyway, you guys probably don't want to talk about that. You probably want me to talk about CFEs. So I'm glad that we're getting seasons. I'm a little concerned that it's on the 28th, but uh, I look forward to seeing how it's implemented. The team is pretty agile when it comes to uh, making sure that things are working. And, you know, good luck. Good luck. I hope it I hope it goes off without a hitch. I hope that we all get a chance to jump in and really kind of uh, see how it works and see if we like it and uh, see if the rewards are interesting enough to to dive into the plunder pass version of it. Uh, let me know what you think, though. I, I am very curious to to actually um, see how everyone likes this. In fact, on on the actual discord a, a bit ago to see what people thought of uh of the actual um ev event and see like if people are planning on picking up the plunder pass uh so i i will see if i can grab this uh see i asked him if they were going to pick it up greg on the uh, patreon says absolutely because i'm a sucker for everything they do plus i have fomo uh el jefe esteban uh says that based on what they've seen yes uh big bad pad says that they already shell out when they bring out new ship cosmetics so probably yes and of course rust, Be rust belt kid says uh, of course i am so it seems like at least the few responses that i got through the the patreon uh they're excited to see how this is going to 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 give us content and how they like it and I'm looking for it too. So check out on the 26th. We'll get the seasons explained video to try and let us know why we should pick up the plunder pass and what kind of content uh, they are going to have with it. Biggest thing for me is just how it's actually going to progress. How 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 it's going to feel. Is it going to be fast? Is it going to be too slow? Uh, I finished up hitting the season pass for Destiny this month or yeah this month and at this point i don't have too much pushing me um to work on it any further you know once i hit 100 uh every five levels i get an item from the uh, or an engram to get an item from the emporium and they've got enough back catalog content to kind of make sure that whatever i get i probably don't already have and that's nice but as far as i know uh they haven't explained how you're going to earn anything beyond the level you know the, the the end of the levels like i i don't know if you're going to be able to cap out more than just the the main you know levels that they'll have for the system 
and uh, how that'll work. I think it would be really great if in this season there's a way for you to actually earn back the ancient coin that you um, that you invested into the plunder pass. So it, say if you purchase the plunder pass, if you get to level 100, then you'll have earned uh, that value back in ancient coin. I'm, I'm hoping that they do that to reward the people that are investing in it more than they already have. But I also understand that this is a, a reason for them to get uh, more inflow for uh, uh, income for the actual store. And if, you know, if this doesn't work, then maybe they will take it out. Maybe they'll try something different. Uh, I know that they do this all the time with content that comes from the actual Emporium. So uh, we'll just have to see, see how it goes. But I'm looking forward to figuring out um, how I will go about getting more cosmetics through this. All right, pirates. I actually think this might be a shorter episode now that I think about it. As I was kind of going through my notes, I kind of realized I burned through a lot of the stuff I wanted to talk about. So the last topic uh, comes courtesy to Chenzo in the Discord server, who, if you don't know, uh, streams over on Twitch. I'll go ahead and throw a link to his Twitter Twitch on there. So if you guys want to watch him, uh, they go and murder lots of people a lot of the time, and it's usually pretty entertaining. But he's my favorite Ray Romano above all the other Ray Romanos out there. Uh, so thanks to him for getting me this link uh, for the uh, developer update. And yeah, uh, we got a developer update, but in the forums. And, you know, they don't really make videos about this kind of stuff. This is usually just a... Um, kind of a, an explanation as to what's going on and hopefully a reassurance that uh, what they discovered will help ensure that the game is a little more stable. But you may have noticed that Sea of Thieves has been a little wonky. Um, when I was talking about it with Asylum last episode, uh, we, we blamed it on the Azure servers. And I think we had uh, maybe judged a little too harshly on that because we found out that thanks to uh, Rob over at the uh, Rare Studios, he's one of the technical directors for services for Sea of Thieves. Um, he wanted to kind of lay out what was going on with the server instability, the loss of uh, gold and, and doubloons, uh, progress, things like that, and kind of explain what they discovered and how they plan on fixing it. So, um, it's a really interesting read. It's really easier to it's easier to understand if you actually do like network administration or coding. Um, I had to look up some of this stuff, so I'm not too versed in what they mean as far as how these services work. Uh, but he explains it fairly well in layman's terms uh, for me to be able to, to get a gist of what's going on. So uh, I'm not going to read this verbatim, but I will have a link to it in the show notes if you want to reference it. Uh, but the, the main thing that he started off with was talking about how this kind of came about. And surprisingly enough it's a it's it's a weird way to say that things are going really well when the reason uh the game is so popular is what's breaking the game um and part of that is true part of it's because of something else too and we'll get into that so uh he starts off saying that sea of thieves has kind of grown and uh become one of the more popular games 
for them uh or, or the most popular game they've ever seen it has been at, during this holiday uh they launched on steam and they've been putting out the updates and during this holiday season uh it was definitely one of the most trafficked games on steam uh as well as on xbox and people were really jumping into it and having a good time i think a lot of that is due to the the new consoles and game pass having that be something that people can play with each other and it's a quick download people can jump in and, and check it out that being said uh alongside everything that they shipped um it introduced campaigns and gave them uh the ability to schedule events for players to experience between updates. This is something that we experienced uh, pretty early on in, uh, what was it, October or November? Um, so this was something that was already kind of in the system. And it's probably one of my favorite things about the game right now. It's uh, the ability to give us timed uh, events that kind of extend beyond just the, the initial launch week that they come out. One of the problems I know a lot of people had with uh, the original events was that they were only active for two, three weeks, a month, and then it was like, if you missed out, you missed out. Um, the way we got content in November was uh, it unlocked with the festival giving the first week, and then the second week, you know, it just kind of went day by day, uh, opening up new opportunities. And then it gave you a really generous cutoff date by the 20th of January to continue to get all of that stuff done. Most of you listening already know this, but in case you don't, I just wanted to make sure I kind of discussed a little bit about what the scheduling events and campaigns was. Uh, if you hadn't, if you didn't know, that wasn't a, a thing that's always been in the game. So Rob goes on to talk about how on the 28th of December, around 8 p.m., the service that is responsible for tracking campaign progression began falling behind in processing the stream of events that are used to indicate player progression and as they passed quickly uh through their daily peak of count or their daily uh player count the peak of that uh, many millions of messages were waiting to be processed where ordinarily uh they would have been processed immediately um, most of you understand that this is when you turn in an item you get the gold and reputation for it right away uh, we've had problems in the past where this has not always been the case we've had delayed uh, results in fact even uh, before the game came out this was a an issue with just the way that their servers are are handling these kind of uh, upstream downstream services so they uh, rob kind of talks about how a lot of the load that we uh, had dealing with, uh, or a lot of the load on the servers, were not handling this very well. And they talk about how they kind of went in, they tried to do some uh, performance updates to the affected services to try and fix these things, uh, realizing that this didn't really change anything, nothing really came uh, as a result of these performance updates and while they were doing the updates and making improvements they weren't able to figure out what was actually going on this is where the interesting part comes in so um as their analysis and incident re responses uh continued it became apparent that no matter what they changed uh, they kept hitting a ceiling for the performance meaning that something else was actually limiting the amount of work that the service could perform and they eventually managed to determine that an unrelated downstream service uh, was causing our event system 
to limit the amount of work that could be completed by the impacted service. So essentially, uh, there was another service, which I'm going to say is probably Seasons. Um, that is the downstream service that he's referring to, a way to, to because this was something that was actually going on in testing. So uh, I'm pretty sure that, that that's what they're referencing. Um, but essentially, this unrelated service is a new underproduction service that we that they were auditioning behind the scenes to test loads ahead of releasing new functionality in 2021 surprise seasons are coming out in 2021 this downstream service would be something that would be adding progression to uh, a different type of system the renowned system and that this is probably what was impacting the normal progression for the events and gold and reputation that people were dealing with during the holidays uh Rob goes on to say that the purpose of additioning the service was to validate that it would perform in retail conditions. It had been deployed late November 2020, long before they saw any issues, and their telemetry was giving no indication that it was struggling to keep up or that it was quietly applying back pressure to upstream services. And in other words, it wasn't doing anything that it shouldn't have been doing. Things looked cool. So he goes on to say that as a service uh, as the service that was causing the issue was only being auditioned, not actually in use by players yet, uh, they disabled it and the impacted service immediately responded by clearing down the backlog and returning to normal operating performance. So this thing was actually choking the system that is used to actually register all of the turn-ins that we get, um, which is interesting that it, it kind of would have that kind of impact. It doesn't it doesn't always make sense, but you know, when it comes to coding, uh, any change or tweak could potentially impact another system just based on how many diff different types of systems and services are in this game uh, as a live service. It's almost impossible to know uh, if anything you put in is going to impact something else. Um, we actually see this all the time when it comes to bugs. They change one thing, they fix one thing, and you give up another. You know, you 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 change the grid lines on uh, the seas, but you you can no longer hear the water, or you can no longer hear the kathunk when you dig up a chest. Like something always gets changed or impacted. Um, they did actually say that uh, the when they when they switched the service back on last week. They saw the same scenario unfold, and despite the mitigations that they had taken, uh, it impacted the service as well. This is where the second time uh, came in, where they saw that a lot of the progress hadn't actually been working. And this is a really tough situation for them to deal with. How do you have a service that you're looking to put into the game for future content, which seems if it's this, if it's seasons, I don't know this, but if it's seasons, that's an impactful service. You kind of need that. Uh, if it's not, then maybe they can just have it off for now or try a different service altogether. But that's going to rely on a lot of other development time. And hopefully, whatever it was, they had it fixed. It feels like they've got it fixed right now, but. Until Seasons comes out and everything's fine, it'll be hard to know if it was the service that was that's being used for Seasons is the one that was actually being referenced in this update. Um, they did get some takeaways 
from this situation. Uh, they did learn some things. So here are some of the points that I wanted to point out to let us as the community know like what they learned and how they're going to approach things in the future so that this doesn't happen again or hopefully it doesn't happen again so um moving forward they plan on having a retrospective and root cause analysis of this type of incident i don't really understand that but that's because it's beyond my scope uh, monitoring new services more closely and having a natural suspicion of them during an impacting event. So essentially, if they're noticing something's going wrong with the game, they're going to look at new services a lot more uh, with a finer, you know, they're going to comb through their services with a finer tooth comb to see if it's anything new that might be impacting it and then try and shuffle that on and off to see if it changes uh, or, or makes things better. And then developing a better understanding and visibility of how services under pressure are impacting other services. So essentially, they want to make sure that they have a better way to see if something that they're implementing is hurting other stuff, uh, which is kind of one of the main criticisms that I think a lot of people find in the game is, is when one thing is changed or one thing is fixed, it impacts another thing. And we, we hope that that isn't quite the case. So hopefully this helps give them tools or an understanding on how to actually see if that's actually happening. And then the last thing was that they are looking at their architecture to break the chain of impact where one service can have an impact on another's performance. And that kind of kind of encapsulates the whole point of what this update uh, was, this, this developer update gets into is they they want to take services and make sure that they're in a safe little sandbox that they can't impact other services so that you don't run into this issue again this is actually one of the biggest principles i think uh as far as like apple development goes apple is very stringent on using swift uh or or um oh gosh what was the other one what's the old service I can't remember. I just remember Swift is uh, how they how they code things nowadays. But everything with Apple is sandboxed so that apps don't have access to other apps or other apps information unless there is a a specific exchange, uh, a, a handshake between those those apps. And Apple's very keen to make sure that other apps can't do do this without authorization because they want to make sure that apps aren't malicious when they get installed and then do something to grab information from another app where all of that stuff is safe uh similar and, and, and when i say similar i'm speaking specifically to my understanding of how this is similar to what's going on here is they want to make sure that if they're going to be implementing a new service they want to make sure that it doesn't have any any impact on any other service that the game offers as far as how things are processed because uh, that would be a big bummer you know they bring out a new service and it shuts off or impacts uh how latency is you know you'd hate to see that but i feel really bad for the dev team to have to deal with this um this is really tough it, there are definitely mixed comments in the forum uh, about this, a lot of people have been very upset with Rare about how they don't understand that the game is two years old. We're still seeing these re these these issues come up over and over and over again. Whereas other people who kind of understand how this stuff works are appreciative of the information. 
and the communication from the developers, they, they didn't have to say anything about this, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so it was nice that they actually took some time to talk about what was going on and how they plan on making sure that it doesn't happen in the future, hopefully. Um, unfortunately, this is one of those situations where they, they you know, it hurt. It hurt a lot of people, especially people that picked up a gilded voyage and worked on it during the time that they actually uh that this service was going on there's not really a good way to replace that for a lot of people um what they did was they just gave people a certain amount of gold and doubloons as uh, a way of apology and if you took advantage of the the golden glory weekend that we had last weekend then Hopefully you got double the rewards for that. Um, I know I did, and I actually had a really good time sailing with the crew of the Erie uh, during during that weekend um, to kind of take advantage of the Golden Glory. It ended up really benefiting me. Um, I think we made a million gold in the four or five hours that we were sailing. And shout out to the crew. Uh, they actually got me up to level 75 in Reapers, which had been like slowly tick ticking away at that uh, every time that I'd play with folks. Um, so really appreciated of them to help me get up to that to that level 75. I think right now, I think Athena is the only thing that I haven't really focused on with anyone i haven't sailed with anyone to do any athena rep um which is just kind of you know you really have to set yourself up to to get ready to do athena rep i don't know anyone that takes it lightly because it's so hard to get that reputation and then I, of course arena but I'm, I'm not worried about that i'm not too worried about arena so it's going to be interesting to see how this all kind of plays out um it's not something that i think anyone really wanted uh to have to deal with no one ever wants to have to to deal with this kind of thing but if this is the pain that we have to endure to ensure that you know th this is the tempering of our of the game you know it, it's yeah you have to temper a sword you have to bang it you have to heat it up you have to douse it in, in cold water you have to keep pounding on it and pounding on it to make it harder and the more you do that the stronger that blade is going to be same thing with the game the more they they implement stuff and the more we test it the the more we'll be able to work out all the kinks report all the bugs and i'm hoping that they uh take the feedback uh in earnest and make sure that the seasons update is going to be something that is just a slam dunk uh at the end of this month you know we, we're very close to getting it it's just at the end of this week essentially we'll be able to jump into it and i just hope that it goes as smoothly as they want it to uh the concerns aside because you know we're supposed to be having fun with this we're supposed to be enjoying ourselves with this game and when you lose four five eight hours worth of work to a system that was impacting another system that no one caught it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer you know it really it really kills your mood it really turns you off to the game and at a time where this was during one of the busiest times, uh, it, you know, it's it's rough. It's like the beginning of a game. You know, anytime you launch a, a day one service game, you're going to have server issues. And if you don't go into it expecting that and having a tough time, you're going to be pretty down on the game. And that's just a part of how game development works at the moment. Um, we don't know if that'll always be the case hopefully it won't you know hopefully you'll be able to play games as a service day one and 
not running to any issues like this but at the same time just take it with a grain of salt you know don't don't dedicate yourself to hitting pirate legend in the first eight days uh and then get upset why stuff doesn't track or you know something isn't working properly but you know out there somewhere is a bigger brain than mine letting me know that it is time to let this topic go The last thing that I wanted to touch on actually is a really interesting article that I just saw pop up thanks to Joe Neat. Joe, thank you so much for uh, retweeting this. But over on the Escapist magazine, uh, which is actually a magazine I haven't, or not a magazine, but a website that does articles that I haven't visited in quite a while, uh, Michael Kripe, I believe is how his name uh, goes about 13 hours ago, he wrote up a really interesting article uh, titled How Sea of Thieves Helped Me Rebuild a Damaged friendship uh this is something that is is common i think among the seas um but just to kind of start out it's easy for uh, it's easy to lose a few friends on the voyage through life just before leaving college i had a falling out with a friend whom i refer to as john and it left the relationship thoroughly wounded we went from lifetime lifelong friends to not speaking for months two years went by as we only occasionally reconnected for a chat until we ventured out into sea of thieves peering through a thick storm narrowly outpacing a giant sea creature hunting our boat full of gold i knew i would never lose this friendship again not because we were successful but but because we ran the tightest ship the seas had ever seen building a vessel as fine as diamond took time and pressure though this is um just the first paragraph of a really beautiful story it's something that i like to have on the podcast is the stories that i like to share from people because at its heart uh sea of thieves is just a really beautiful chat room for me um i spend most of my time hanging out with friends on sea of thieves and if it's not something that i get to hang out with people um i i don't jump on nearly as much as i used to uh i i rarely feel like i want to sail solo um a lot of times i do just to try and get things done but reading through this article it really showcased um some of the aspects of sea of thieves that i just it, it was so nice to read this and think about how sea of thieves is actually built uh they talked about being able to find an island on the on the map table and calling out that it was north and i was thinking it's so interesting how sea of thieves uh doesn't have like waypoints or markers on, on in the world you know you if you want to sail somewhere in a specific direction you have to pull out your compass you have to look at the compass and you have to look at the direction that you're facing and the direction that the island is on the table and then you have to communicate that to whoever is at the helm they have to know which way to go they have to know which direction to head because on the seas all you have is the map and uh your your indicator of where your ship is that's about as much help as you really really do get and reading through this it was really cool to see that they were able to get that companionship get that friendship back uh after having to spend times working out just how to actually play and it was interesting that they talked about how the tools that they needed to come to, to play the game were always there it was never so much a question of how to use the tools but how to play the game as far as like what to do and this is this is a interesting situation because i think um it's easy and, and i'm sure you guys have probably heard me talk about this but it's easy to forget just how 
much fun you can have when you're not really caring about if something's working properly or if something's not working right. You know, it's it's never fun to run into bugs or anything like that. But reading through this story, uh, it kind of took me back to those moments where it was like, yeah, I remember like you had to drop sails, you had to raise the anchor, you had to man the ship helm all the time because the ship would drift. You can't just set it on autopilot and hope that it goes the direction you want. You have to repair the boat. And the way that you do that is by going and getting planks and then using the planks on the holes in the ship or the to repair the parts. You know, it's it's so hands-on with this game. And um, I, I would encourage those uh, that have time. It, it's maybe like a five-minute read, uh, but it's a really beautiful story about them working out the fundamentals of the game and understanding how to actually be efficient instead of just kind of scampering about on the seas on a ship without really knowing what to do. So uh, again, thanks. Joe for retweeting the article. It was really beautiful to see. Um, and also, I I don't know the the depths of this, but I do have to shout out um, the fact that apparently sea shanties are very popular with the kids these days. Um, I'm not on TikTok. I used to have TikTok, but I never really followed TikTok. And it was really kind of interesting to see how the longest Johns, um, through all the effort that they've that they've uh put into their music, are finally getting some recognition for <laughs> their amazing music. Um, I don't know how this started. I would love to get them on the podcast to be able to talk to them about this, but they are in like the top 10, like the top 20, the top 40. They are hitting the charts literally for Spotify and for other other charts and stuff. And it's not just like within gamers. It's like within the world. It's so crazy. And there's so many articles coming out talking to them about what's going on. And I just have to say shout out to the Longest Johns. You guys are awesome. I love listening to uh, your sea shanties, especially when Crotuck uh is is got you on and you guys are just kind of streaming and it's the music in the background uh watching uh crow and you guys hang out and and sail and play um you guys are actually streaming as well too so if if maybe folks don't know um but they've heard about the sea shanties being something going on uh with wellerman and I just I hope that you guys continue with your success. Uh, I would love to get a chance to, to sit down and actually chat with you guys uh, about all this because you're you're doing it right. You know, you you put in the work, you did the effort, and you're getting the payoff. I hope this turns into like serious gigs for you guys. I really hope that you guys are able to capitalize on this and just make as much money as you can off of this if if anything happens. So, uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, love the music. Thank you so much for the uh the love and, and dedication to see these and uh and your craft as well too pirates i think that's going to do it for this episode um i did want to thank the folks that had recently reached out to me uh by email and actually joined up on the discord uh to come say hi to come meet other people it was really beautiful to to get your your communication uh in in just to have a way to actually see like folks are actually listening to the podcast um absolutely love it i'm so happy that so many folks are 
jumping into the game and getting to uh, know more and more about the game. Um, it was mentioned earlier on the Discord uh, last week, but I did feel like it was it was worth talking about now. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're jumping into this episode and you're kind of wondering like how to play the game, um, there are some great videos out there from Fuzzy Bond, from Captain Falcor, from uh, Heal, Please Heal, uh, from Hippo. Uh, there's so many great YouTubers out there that are doing a great job of making some tutorial guides. Um, I don't really have anything like that because I, I generally just want to keep on the news. Um, a lot of the time, I just like to kind of keep people informed of when patches are coming, speculation, some things you might want to look out for. Uh, which, by the way, you should really keep an eye on what's going to be happening later this year. Um, maybe not in the next couple months, but definitely later this year. Uh, there's going to be some really cool stuff that's going to come down the line. And uh, I'm hoping that if you do get a chance to listen to this uh, episode and you're hearing this, go back to the beginning of 2020, uh, or actually towards the end of 2019, uh, I started bringing on community members to kind of interview them, to talk to them and get their feedback and their thoughts and their feelings on Sea of Thieves, as well as what's been going on in the game. Those are evergreen episodes. Those episodes are amazing. You get to learn more about who the community is and you get to chat with them. Um, so if you're, if you're wondering where to begin, and you don't know if you want to start back at the beginning, but you just downloaded this latest episode to jump into it, I would highly recommend you you jump back and look for ones where I have a guest. Because uh, a lot of the times the people that I bring on to the podcast are good friends or very interesting people for very different reasons. And I love to have uh, the the inclusive nature of how our, how our community is represented in those episodes. So if you want to get a hold of me, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. You can actually reach me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Uh, you can always message me uh, in email, C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com or head over to the Keel Hall Discord server. There's links always in the show notes. If you want to join up on the server, uh, drop into Tavern Talk, uh, say hi, jump into LFP if you're looking for a crew, whether it be for Adventure or Arena or Insiders. Um, it is kid-friendly for the most part except for the cyberpunk channel which i had to put as mature just for the sake of making it easier for people to uh, post stuff from there and uh other than that i think that's it pirates i am excited for seasons i want to know what it's going to be i want to see it i want to understand more about how much it's going to cost uh all that good stuff very short amount of time thursday i can't wait and next week will probably be a special episode. Um, I've talked with some folks about uh, what they want for that episode, and I had some ideas. So hopefully that episode will be special. I want it to be special. I think it's going to be amazing. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well, too. And Pirates, with that, as always, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing, sailing with you. Blah, I can't even say. I, I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Yeah.
have been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, Pirates, you may be wondering how come you didn't hear any advertising in this episode. Well, I just wanted to make a little bit shorter of an episode, and I just couldn't justify it. So, freebie. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Ameren. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources.